Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tom Lubrick, and as usual, I have with me the illustrious, the bicontinentally famous, the Quig, Sean Quigley. How are you, sir? Wow, I'm good. That's, uh, I, well, I, bicontinental now. That's very... Uh, it's very progressive. I am you. bi in all continents. <laughs> no, wait. wait I'm no. continental in on two. a bicycle? No. I'm two, two, oh, two, two continents. Two continents, yes. There we go, yes, that makes yes. sense. Yeah, I'm confused for a second there, yes. The, yeah, me, me too. I was <laughs> confused. I was yourself. getting a little excited. I, I thought I was learning something new about myself. <laughs> 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 nice. Discovering your flower of youth, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> well, folks, thanks for joining us again. This is episode 15. Episode 15. 15. Yes, and um, for those of you that don't know the format quite, uh, it's very simple. We watch a TV show or a movie uh, that we've never heard before or seen, or very few people have heard before or seen, and we watch the middle 20 minutes of it, and if it's a foreign film, which most of them are, we turn off the subtitle so we really don't know what's going on here, mm-hmm. and then we try to figure out what's going on here. And then at the same time, we review local eateries and local brew when possible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, well, today's episode, we are reviewing the French movie, The Man Eater. Yes. Yes. That movie. And the drink we have today is First Session IPA from The Elementary, which we've done several drinks with The Elementary. It's... And but you know what? It's it's a little bit of a cheat because it is a local brew. They're really nearby in Hackensack, mm. and they. I actually I don't know if you know the the little. Um, there's an app for the phone, Untapped, that you could go on, and every time you like try a new beer, you can like enter it in and uh, you know find comparisons for other oh. beers and look up info like IBUs and ABVs and stuff like that. Huh. And on, on Untapped, it lists that so far they've had 83 different brews. Huh. In a year. Wow. Which is almost unbelievable. It's pretty crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. 83. I was just like, well, we probably, we wouldn't really technically need to go get any other beer and no. just review with them because we're only on episode 15. Yeah, that's a lot of brews. <laughs> wow. 83 so far. 83. They've been open for a year. God. Now, wow, granted, they just can't get it right, can they? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> they keep messing up. Ah, oh, this one's a wine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, who put gin in here? <laughs> but um, yeah, so anyway, this is a, a IPA. And you know what? Um, I'm going to have to look this up. I'm not sure what our uh, ABVs and IBUs are for this beer. But that's what we're re- reviewing drink-wise. I'll look that up. First session IPA by the elementary, um, and we are reviewing, which is kind of a little local legend mm. or legendary place, White Mana Hamburgers. Yes, which is um, they're actually they were at the and I'm probably getting it wrong at the World Fair in 1923 or 1924 or something like that. Oh wow! And like that building mm-hmm. was actually at the World Fair. 
ah. where we got the burgers in 1920-something. And they put it on a trailer and moved it to Hackensack, New Jersey. Wow. And there's another one down Route 1, like heading towards the airport, Newark Airport somewhere. Oh, there is? Yeah, there's a second location. I didn't know I, that. Yeah. I didn't know it either. We were actually going to I pick lo- up my father-in-law. And, we saw, and I was like, there's a white man in here? Oh, wow. So, yeah. I love the idea that someone in the World Fair in like the 20s would be like, we can take this anywhere. Let's <laughs> take it on the road. Where shall we go? The, the world is our oyster. <laughs> why not? Why not make it big? Why not go to Hackensack, <laughs> New Jersey? <gasps> Do you think we could make it? <laughs> I think we can. Everyone's going there. <laughs> Sinead O'Connor? Oh, poor Sinead. She was at the Motor Lodge on Route 46. (laughs) She she was. She was? You didn't see that? No, I know. That's what I said. Yeah. I was going to say, that's what you were making the joke. She's now like. Somebody like, she was gone, like, because the cops actually came to her room. Yeah, and a whole bunch of fans, obviously, which you'd expect. Sure. Um, And I assume she's now at Hackensack Hospital. I read that she was in a hospital. I read that she was getting medical care. Okay. In like a medical facility okay. local to where she was, so I assume she's in Hackensack. Probably. Well, Hackensack, holy name. I mean, it could be anywhere. I don't know if actually yeah. holy name is going to take her because you know she mm. decided to become a priest for a while and she like said fight the enemy and tore up the picture of the Pope. You know. Yeah. And it was like no, it wasn't even Benedict. It was like John Paul's. Like yeah. really, like oh, little Polish that guy. Way. What, oh. what did he do to you? Come on. <sighs> Yeah. Did you ever see that, or are you too young to have seen that? You probably might have been too young to have seen I, that. I didn't Did you hear see about it? that, but I've that there's a smorgasbord of Sinead O'Connor stuff videos that online. I'm aware yeah, of. yeah. Where she she did her song, and this was like she was all the rage back then because she did nothing compares to you. Oh yeah, and she used to go out with like a dog collar on and stuff. I don't remember that. You don't remember that. Oh, 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 you mean like a, a, like a priest collar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. The priest collar, yeah. Like... That was later. That was much later, oh, actually. Was? Okay. That was much later. That was like, that was already like the mid-90s, like oh, okay. early to mid-90s, I think. Maybe, she, yeah. she did that one on SNL, she, so, she, so she did Nothing Compares to You, which was a huge hit. Yep. And like, uh, apparently like Prince was pissed about it, mm-hmm. which I'm like, well, what are you, it's, you're making money every time that thing plays. And it was literally like on rotation every like 20 minutes. It was like his biggest hit ever. Uh, well, it wasn't his biggest hit, but. Well, yeah. The, the, the most sold song he wrote. Probably. Because it, it was ridiculous. And quite frankly, I thought the remake was much better than the original. Oh, it was. You know, not to take anything away from Prince, who I think was just like. And as we now know, which makes it kind of sad, like a lot of you know, artists in the past, the reason it's so good is because she's fucking, she's broken. <laughs> very. <laughs> That's why it works. Very so broken toy. Yeah, she's yeah, broken, yeah. yeah. Yes. So yeah, she did that and there was that silly, was it, I forget if it was the name of the song or if it was the album, like The Emperor's New Clothes. I think that was the album. Oh, okay. And there was some other song that. that she did. She did this like little spastic dance in the video back oh. when they used to show videos a lot and that's kind of where you like, that was our like, iTunes back in the day was like the videos on VH1 and, and, and MTV. And then MTV stopped showing videos and went, you know, reality TV and yeah. let's do Sweet 16 and useless battles of skin royale and whatever the hell it is. So, anyway. No, I don't remember that video. I mean, nothing compares to G video, I remember. Yeah. That's yeah, one yeah. of the, you know, better videos. Yeah. Cause... I remember I was pining over a girl in high school over that video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a sorry sack. Yeah. Not that I'm not a sorry sack anymore, but I was a younger sorry sack, so I was even sorrier, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
No, she's in the sorry sack. The packing sack. The sack. The sorry sack, <laughs> the sorry as people sack. think of it. <laughs> Maybe the sorry sack hospital. So, anyway, back to first session IPA. It is uh, 4.8% ABV and 49 IBU. And it's has a little haze on it, but it's uh, got a. We each have a nice big uh, uh, stein of it, mm-hmm. and it's got a good head on it. And how what, how big is this? What's the? This is like a twenty ouncer, I think. Twenty ounce. Yeah. Is that okay? No, I'm just trying to think what that is in my terms. I don't do ounces. Well, uh, it's more point? than a pint, yeah. if that's what you're asking. Twenty like... ounces is. <sighs> 20 ounces is, let's see, a half a liter is 16.9. Mm-hmm. So 20 ounces is probably 0.65 liters? 0.65 liters? Yeah. Hmm. That's okay. like a British pint and a quarter or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Something like that. Well, anyway, cheers, yeah. my friend. Cheers. Taste. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's it's that's know, very nice. They're they're always um, all the um, all the elementary uh, beers. I've never they they always taste fresh. They so always fresh, taste yeah. very fresh. Like yeah. you know, they do, even very like, yeah. Even the ones that they can. Mm-hmm. Now, this is from a growler, like you know. Uh, uh, all, all, all uh, uh, um, what am I trying to say? To be fully transparent here, this is I picked this up with a growler, so that's part of the reason they're fresh. But it's you're right. I mean, that's the one that always sticks out in my mind. Mm. It just it it the freshness of it just I, I don't know. You just can't beat it. Yeah. You know, it's like when you have some of the beers and it's like it's cold and it's like oh yeah, that's kind of nice, but it has a I don't know. I guess like. Not stale. It's not what I'm looking. The word it, I'm looking it, for. So many beers, like that's what I don't understand. I wish people would know. People that drink. No, we said it before. People that drink the Budweisers or whatever. It's like the element that that taste. It's like the stale. Whatever. It's like it's. It tastes like it's been filtered through a sock. Yeah, it does. You're absolutely oh, you're right. sucking it straight from a sock. It's like you just dipped a sock you, into a fresh pint you, beer. You, you and actually you're sucking it. You actually the have sock. the perfect description, like with one of the beers. We were looking for another uh, for a beer, and there was one, and it was two point four percent alcohol in it. And this is my opinion of like these, you know, your Budweiser, your Coors, your Miller Lite. It doesn't really taste like a beer. It mm. tastes like you had a glass of seltzer and someone came up and burped in your glass after having dr- just drunk beer. And you were about mm. to drink your seltzer and go like, did someone just burp beer into my glass? Yeah. And that's, that's what these... I always said it was like, it was like piss water. It's like, it like, how is yes. this even a beer? I don't... Like a Pabst. Oh, mm. Pabst. That's right. You yeah. said you had your most American experience <laughs> like a show or two ago. Yep. <sighs> yeah. yeah. No. No. Thank you. Yeah. It's. It's. Um. I. I, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know. We. I. We, we commented about the fact that where we got our beers from, Total Wines, which we frequently get beers from because yes, great, great, great selection, great. Yes, great store. Um. And it's. Uh. And the lady in front of us in 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 the queue was the only thing she was buying was like a twelve pack of Coors Light and like a, a box of wine a four liter bottle of house spanish like 
Wainino or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know who was Spanish. I don't want to throw so much shade on Spain, man. Yeah. It was just awful. Wainino is a perfect yeah. description. That was like, whoo, was like, are we serving customers tonight? What's going on here? Uh, no. It was awful. Awful. Yeah, that was, oh God. And I only hope her husband had sent her out to like get the alcohol for like a party or a barbecue or something. And then she doesn't usually do it. She went out and that's what she got. That Yeah, that was, you know, and in a little bit, and, and I mean, not to disparage people, but it's kind of like when you see like high school age kids and college kids buying, you know, booze on a budget. Mm. It's like, okay, because yeah. I was there. I did that when I was a kid. It was all about quantity over quality by far. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and I've, I've said it before. Some of the, like, we bought, like, gin and li- vodka from, like, a liquor store that had its own brand, gin and vodka. Yeah. And this stuff was, like, I don't know if they got it at the local jail or where, but who, who made it for them? It was just, ter- like, a 1.75 liter bottle of vodka we get for $8. Yeah. I mean, just... Awful. Mm-hmm. Even even with the time span that this happened in before, it was comparatively speaking a one point seven five liter bottle of like uh, uh, absolute yeah your standard vodka back then was probably twenty five dollars. Mm. Okay, and we were getting this for like eight. Yeah. So you know it's like, but when I see a, a, a person close to my age, a middle aged person buying basically this quantity over quality, I'm like, all right. First of all, the first thing that pops into my mind is, ugh. The second thing that pops into my mind is, how strong is your liver that you're still buying this crap mm-hmm. and you're okay with this crap? Yeah. Because, you know, I'd much rather just, like, buy a really fancy bottle of something and just enjoy it for four days than have, like, 30 bottles of crap. I really would. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I guess to each his own, you know, but like you said, I... I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a strange... Um... I don't know, but for some people it's not like this. Some people don't drink for like fun, you know, and and that's what I assume. If I see someone going out and buying, you know, a big four liter bottle of wineino and a and a twelve pack of <laughs> course, like I assume they don't enjoy drinking. I, I assume they just drink to fucking as get an drunk. anesthetic. Yeah, like, I assume that's what it is. Like like I drink to dull the shit taste of my. Life. Husband's food, <laughs> my and life. husband's <laughs> cock, and everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. Yeah, I, it, it, yeah, it doesn't. But but I had a conversation with someone recently who um who actually uh, is a knight of the realm. Uh, oh, oh the realm, and he one of your subjects. He, you one of my subjects. Yeah. He doesn't drink. Uh, okay. He was saying to me, and he was like. I guess he does drink, I suppose, but he doesn't drink beer. He doesn't like beer. He can't drink beer. He doesn't like it. I mean, he's a young guy. He's like, and he's like 19, 20 or something. Oh, yeah. No, but, no, no. But yeah, he that, doesn't... Those, but taste buds haven't developed. Really. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, oh, I don't really like beer. Like, I just can't, you know, I've tried it. I just don't, whatever. And I said to him, like, look, to be fair to you, I'm sure you don't like it because every time you drink beer, it's crap, you know. Crap, it's, yeah. Yeah, that's what you're drinking. Um, but I guess in a way you need to, but at the same time, I wouldn't have enjoyed if I started getting into my more complex beers if I hadn't already got through the crap. Yes. I needed to like almost develop a, a beer callus on my tongue well, of crap well, so that yeah. I could then appreciate the good yes. stuff. Yes, I, I, I mean, uh, um, f- speaking from my example, as a little boy, somebody gave me 
And I always, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who doesn't like sweet. I'll go more towards tart, let's say, for desserts. Mm. And um, I like bitter flavors. I always kind of have. And somebody gave me a beer when I was six, and it was a nice cold beer. Like, just a little, like, I had try a seven, actually. Try it. And I was just like, oh, this is awesome. It's bubbly. Yeah. It's not very sweet. It has that, like, barley-ish kind of taste. I was like, this is delicious. I, I yeah. loved it. You know, and they always say, like, kids hate beer. You know, it's a acquired taste, this, that, the other thing. And I remember when I started drinking, you know, get into your teen years and you drink. And I remember I had a Budweiser and I thought it was, I thought it was, all, as a 16 year old, yeah. I thought it was awful. Uh-huh. And so like my quote unquote adult beer back then was Heineken. Yeah. You know, Heineken and Grolsch. And I thought I was a freaking big grown man and sophisticated because I, because I wouldn't touch Budweiser and Miller Lite and all these other crap beers. I was drinking Heineken, you know, and then like fast forward and then, well, then in college, you just drink whatever's there because a pitcher of beer was $4. And, you know, mm. on a college budget, that's what works. But then, like, fast forward from there, it was just, like, started to be introduced to... Uh, that's what kind of when the beer revolution... I, in fact, my friend introduced me to... Uh, you weren't here. I don't know if, if it probably never came to England. But it was... Sam Adams started coming in. But even before Sam Adams, what was here was called Pete's Wicked. Oh, never heard of that. Pete's Wicked was a brewery in California... And they had this uh, couple, and, and my buddy introduced me because he, uh, after he finished grad school, he got a job with Intel. So he lived out in Sacramento. So mm-hmm. he was on the West Coast. And he says, oh, you got to try. And we go, and he wasn't a beer drinker at all. Like he would always get sick if he drank beer. So he was visiting and we were in, in one of the chain restaurants. I forget which one it is. And he turns to the waitress and he says, do you have any Pete's Wicked Ale, Winter Brew? And she says, yeah, we do. And he's like, great, can I have one? And I was just like... You know, first of all, I was stunned he's ordering beer, you know, because I was like, well, he, he was more of a, like a screwdriver guy, like a, a yeah. more straight vodka guy, you know, that. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he said, oh, you try this beer. I said, okay. So I turned to the waitress. I said, I'll have one too. And it was just this absolutely, to my taste, magnificent beer. It was with, um, it had raspberry and nutmeg in it. Mm. And it was just full and delicious. And just, you know, and like I said, we, the, 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 the. Uh, a brew revolution wasn't yet quite what it is now. I wonder if you can still get that. No. Oh, you can't? I was I, I, we read out. up the history because we tried to figure out what was going on. Yeah. And in the beginning, in the area, they were kind of competition with Sam Adams. Hmm. It was Pete's Wicked and Sam Adams. They were like the big, you know, and then like they started these online um, try different beers club, mm-hmm. kind of like where you get like a, a 12-pack of, you know, two beers from each brewery. And back then, I heard of Goose Island, but Goose Island was like a Chicago local brewery. You wouldn't get it out. Now you get all these beers everywhere, you know. Your yeah. Lion and Kugel, your Goose Island, your Sierra Nevada. But back then, you really didn't... Th- 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 these beers weren't out there, really. Mm. At least not in the local little liquor stores. And this Pete's or Winter Brew, I just... When I found it, I'd get it by the case. I'd get like three, four cases because it was a seasonal beer. And I would just like stick it in my basement and have like beer for, you know however long it lasted me. And it was just this amazing beer. Eventually, somebody bought them out and basically shut them down. And mm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was an InBev or one of these big companies. Yeah. And like when I got that beer, that's when I was just like, oh, this is what beer is supposed to taste like. Sam Adams. It was like, oh, this is what beer is supposed to taste like. And then they, Sam Adams, they, they very, which I thought was great marketing on their uh, part, had in the commercial that, you know, most, uh, uh, what you would call it, brewers throw... 2.4 ounces of hops in a barrel of beer. Mm-hmm. So we throw in 16.9. Like they throw in a pound. Oh, you know, wow. So eight times as many hops. It's like, 
that's why it tastes like beer. And my dad, I was born in West Germany, and my dad, the first time he had a Sam Adams, he said, like, now, he says, this tastes like a real beer to me. Yeah. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't drink beer because, you know, he lived in Germany, mm. so beer in the U.S. was crap. He'd rather drink wine, you know. And he'd find different kinds of wines, and, you know, he's Mediterranean, so he's kind of a wine connoisseur in the whole night. But beer, he, he just wouldn't, he just, it was garbage to him. And then when I, I remember when I first got him Sam Adams, he was like, oh, wow, this is, this tastes like a beer that I can buy in Germany. You know, he was mm -hmm. really like, this is a flavorful beer. And that's kind of where my education kind of started happening and all that. But like I said, before then, it's like Heineken was, oh, it's Heineken. Or like people, I'm still white. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone would go Beck's. And I had a German teacher in college, actually. And she was like, somebody said like, oh, like Beck's? She's like, no, no, not like Bex. You know, she's from Germany. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? She's like, no, you don't understand. In Germany, every town has its own beer. And Bex is from Hanover. And only people in Hanover drink Bex. No one else drinks Bex. Because mm -hmm. every town has its own beer. Yeah. And, you know, the town that I was born in, Selginstadt, was 35,000 people. So, you know, the size of Teaneck, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had three breweries. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that, and like, like I said, and my dad said, like, the nickname for the town was Bierstadt, the local nickname. It's like, oh, you got to go to Bierstadt. It's like, what the hell is Bierstadt? It's like, oh, it's Selgenstadt. That's where it is. So, you know, like you said, my, for whatever reason, my taste was like started early. And I, like, when I was 16, I was just like, I can't drink Budweiser. This is terrible. Oddly I, enough, though, we were in Canada and had Canadian Budweiser. And it was actually drinkable. Like, oh, yeah? Yes. Like Budweiser made in Canada. And we went with my friend who's from Montreal. And we were like, "What? why does Budweiser here taste good? Or And he turns to me and he says, like, because a lot of times the brewers, now, this could be urban legend, I don't know, but he said a lot of times what the brewers will do, they'll substitute the barley mm -hmm. with corn or rice because it's cheaper. Hmm. And that's why you get this very watered out tasting beer. Yeah. And I mean, in Canada, you know, they're a lot stricter with foodstuffs, yeah, like yeah, in yeah, Europe, yeah. you know. Maybe that's why. That's very interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that. I wonder if the Budweiser you get in the UK is different. Mm. Because I always enjoyed Budweiser in the UK. I always enjoyed Bud. And it was my go to. When I was younger, yeah, you know, yeah, when yeah. I was a teenager. My go-to beer to get would be Budweiser. But I mean, we didn't really have craft beers. We didn't have fancy beers. But in the UK, when I was a teenager, when I was growing up, if you wanted like a, if you were a beer guy, if you were a beer person, you would be drinking ale. Right. You know, beer, right. beer. Right, like right, right, right. room temperature, <laughs> tastes like a table leg. <laughs> it's got bits in it. Yeah. Like a table leg. If you, <laughs> that's what you drink. <laughs> and that's that was beer so, right. and I, so I would drink Budweiser but I always enjoyed it um, and I, I don't think I've had a Bud since coming over here maybe i have to try and see the difference but no, maybe it's different don't do then. that to yourself <laughs> don't do that to yourself yeah. I can tell you that right now don't do that to yourself the fact that you could get a 30 pack for like $8 don't yeah, do that yeah. to yourself although I miss I do miss all those old beers you know to give them a chance now those old beers it's making me think we should go to an Oktoberfest it's not too far around the corner. We should do. Yeah. We should do like a special where we review some Oktoberfest beers. Well, for sure. I mean, everyone's gonna have Oktoberfest. The worst part about Oktoberfest that comes out, and I say it every year, I like put it on my Facebook page, <laughs> is like, oh, brace yourself. You know, it's the meme from from Game of Thrones. Brace yourself. 
pumpkin everything is coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And pumpkin beers, I think, is such an abomination. I remember I tried one, and I was like, you know what? If I want a friggin' pumpkin, I'll order a muffin. Keep it out <laughs> of the goddamn beer. It really does <laughs> nothing for beer. And everybody in the grandmother wants to try and make a pumpkin beer. And it's like, no, stop. Don't do it. Stop it. If you want to try and do it, make it like a lambic. Make it like mm-hmm. super carbonated. Make it super sweet or tart or whatever it is. Yeah. And make it like a fruit soda. Because those are enjoyable in, yeah. in the right setting. I mean, I really enjoy some of those Belgian lambics. They're mm-hmm. great. Fantastic. Stop with this pumpkin. Is that crap. like the strawberry beers? Is that like a Belgium strawberry beer? There's this Belgium strawberry beer that's called something with an F, like a frisulie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. Nice. Framboise. Like yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that. Lambic framboise and lambic. That's the raspberry one. Mm. And they have they have raspberry, they have black currant, mm. they have strawberry, and they even have apple. So it's different than a cider because it's brewed differently. Yeah, and it tastes differently. It's, like yes. I said, it's very tart. It's, yeah, it's, it's very like, tart. Yeah, the, the lambic framboise, the, mm. my buddy who we went to Montreal with, he was Quebecois, my buddy Steve. He he introduced me to the lambic, and I was just like, you know, I'm not a sweet like anything. You know, I don't like sweets very much. I was like, this is really nice because it is sweet, but it's so it's it's got such a like sharp tartness to it too. Mm. It's really nice to drink. So so yeah, it's like, but Oktoberfest, yeah, there's gonna be a million different brands. I mean, we're gonna have uh, 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 Sam Adams Oktoberfest, which I enjoy. Um, I've had the Lining Kugels. I've had Sam Adams in the world. I- You've never had their Oktoberfest? That's nice. No, I have. I have because I used to get, um, or I do get sometimes, depending on the deals, the variety packs you get for Sam Adams. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And you get like a variety of the stuff. And it's pretty good, you know, good value um, in there, nice variety of stuff. Last time I did it, I I got one and there was one that was undrinkable. I forgot what it was, but it was was just one beer in there. I just couldn't drink it. It was awful. So weird. It was like a really strong... Ooh, t- I mean, it must have been some kind of wheat beer. Ah, but was like, it cherry wheat? No, no, cherry wheat. Funnily enough, was the beer I drank at my wedding. That would go down as my wedding beer. Oh, I'd never drunk it from in my Sam life. Adams. From Sam Adams. Okay, it's a nice beer. Actually. I'd never drunk it, and then uh, it was the first beer that I picked up. There was um, there was a table of beers uh-huh. in like I guess before the ceremony or something, uh-huh. and they were there, and I, I picked it up because I was like, oh, Sam Adams. And I was drinking it, and the woman who was like in charge to follow us around from the venue uh-huh. saw that I was drinking that beer. And for the rest of the evening, she had her little minions grabbing me cherry wheat because she'd seen me with it. Mm. And every time I'd put an empty down, they'd go, "Ooh, there you go!" <laughs> and I was drinking those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that that's my that's my wedding beer. But I read that that's a I read that, like that beer. That's a nice one. I went uh, years ago with my wife. We visited uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, mm. and there was a local brewery there and i went and i got the sampler and i forget how many like little beers i think it was six in the flight that they gave me and they were kind of like okay with varying degrees of success there was nothing there that i was just like ooh, i want to mm. drink this because again like microbrew was still fairly new and so people were like experimenting and there was this one that was supposed to be like a cherry wheat that's why I kind of always stayed away from Sam Adams cherry wheat, and then I was at some party and it was like the only beer left. So I was like, all right, you know, I feel like yeah. having another beer. <laughs> I guess I'll have it. And I was pleasantly surprised because at this brewery in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I'm sure someone's going to tell me what the name of it is, but um, it it was some kind of cherry, and it was a very and Annie like even like as this, they came, you know, 
that have the narrow plank with the with the glasses on there, mm-hmm. and it kind of went in front of her. And she's like, "Ooh, something smells really fruity." And I was like, oh, it must be this reddish one here." And I got to the reddish one, and this was this was just awful. It tasted like someone took raspberry perfume and just spilled it in a beer, and then said, <laughs> "Here, drink this. We dare you." I mean, it, it was awful, awful, awful. If you could have put a wick in it and just light it and just kind of use it to <laughs> deodorize a bathroom, that's probably what it should have been used for. It should not have been for consumption. It was like, it was like a melted Yankee candle. That's, that's, that's a very, very close description of it. It was, yeah, it was undrinkable. I, I was just like, oh. It was, it, was kind of, it was kind of like when you're a kid and people experiment like, oh, I came up with a new shot. Here, why don't you try this? And, yeah. oh, you know, it's yeah. like, and the night ends in pukes. That's what this beer tasted like. It was just god-awful. And I was like, I can't imagine anybody. And I think somebody said, like, oh, this one's popular with the ladies. I'm like, are they stoned when they come here? Because, <laughs> whoo, it was terrible, terrible beer. Interesting. Terrible beer. Yeah. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so... Let's get to our sh- our movie, as it may be, yes? Mm. And it is called The Man Eater. Mm. And it's a French movie. We went French again. We did. Which was very close to the last French one. It's, 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 it was like two episodes ago we went French. It, yeah. No, no. In fact, last episode last was French. Last episode was French. Oh, why did we do French again? I, I didn't know. We're, it's like World War One and a World War Two. It's like you just <laughs> you keep did. you keep coming back, and you're like, "Why are we here again? Why are we here?" Last again? time we were here, we were here a while ago, and she's eating surrender monkeys. What? It's like, oh my god! Like there's poor people that were in World War One and Two. You're like, Jesus Christ! This is true. Uh, you know, it didn't even occur to me. It's been so long since we did the last show. <laughs> this, I thought it was like three episodes ago. It just occurs to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. Maneater had a very uh, premise on the description. Again, we turn up the subtitles. Mm. I don't even remember what the <laughs> description was. It was something about a woman and a priest. Uh, I, yeah, I think the 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 the. the... It's supposed to be a thriller. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're a priest, it was a thriller. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, if yeah, if you've got your little French granny and all she watches things that have priests in or holy men, yes, this, this is, is thrilling. thrilling because there's a motorbike and yes. I, okay, let's paint the picture here. This was a little bit like Exeter. We almost didn't pay attention to it because there was like nothing interesting going yeah. on. The movie starts with a painting. Like, well, the movie doesn't start. We start our twenty middle minutes. So the uh, the movie was eighty eight minutes. We start at minute 34, watch it to minute 54, because that's the middle 20 minutes. So we put it on, minute 34, they show the painting, and this is the painting of the female protagonist. Yes. And right off the bat, you said, like, she looks really familiar. And I was like, yes, you're absolutely right, and I don't know who she looks like. And you're like, oh, she was the one who played Psylocke. And I was like, yes, it's Olivia Moon. Mm. And, or Mun. I but we shall call her France. Well, we were saying Mun earlier, but you Mun. just said Moon, Moon. and then I, I, all of a sudden I was about to go, oh, yes, Olivia Moon. Olivia yes, Moon. So we shall call her from henceforth as Olivia Moon. She yep. is the French Olivia Moon. Or Mun. La Lune. Ooh, say, La, Lune. La Lune. Oh, how romantic. La Lune. Ah, Monsieur Quigley. Oh, oh. Uh, yes. So La Lune, 
It's a painting of the loon. And then we go to a scene, and it's her and two men sitting at a table, like in a dining room, a little a French mm. apartment, whatever. And one guy's dark with a beard, dark features. And I actually said, this guy looks like he could be Tom Hardy's darker, taller brother. Yes. And he kind of does look like Tom Hardy. It's like the nose, is just the facial features, it looks very similar to Tom Hardy. And it's him, and then some older, like kind of very French looking, like his flesh has been sapped out by cigarette smoke. He oh, looks, yeah. He's, he, he looks like dried salmon. I mean, that's some, a lot of these like skinny French guys, they look yeah. like dried fish. Yes. That's what they look like. Swarthy, like. Just, just wrinkly, and they look like they might be a little salty <laughs> and, and sweaty. And it's like, funny because to me, that sounds like you're describing a Portuguese person. So, <laughs> Why Portuguese? I don't know. I was just imagining Portuguese. There's a lot of crossover between Portuguese and French, I think, in my mind at least. Which is like, I'm isolating the Portuguese now of all the people we're g- getting rid of. You know. So, so this, so this is, so these three people are sitting at a table. And the girl is chatting to them, and the the, the, the the dried salmon dude gets up and walks out, and then the priest is, because she says something to him, he mm. gets pissed off and goes yeah. off. Lelun says something to, to, to salmon. And uh, salmon storms off, and the priest turns, uh, French Tom Hardy turns to Lelun mm. and starts like berating her, saying something. And this was interesting because you were saying because you took French in school you could pick out like every like tenth word. <laughs> yeah. So I was saying it's very exciting for Sean oh, because it it's like just the connection of the words is like airplane, uh, foot fungus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is swimwear. It's, it's like, like what is happening here? It's, I don't it's, know. It's like a super quick crossword. <laughs> it's like if I had a crossword with like four thousand <laughs> words on it, and like uh, instead of like spending four minutes on a word and studying it. I just go through the whole list of everything on the crosswords and I just pick out the ones I know. And it's like, uh, 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 blah, 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 blah. And it's true. It's almost like a play-by-play. He was like a baseball announcer. He turns to me and says, like, car. And it says, I don't car. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I just have all these school like videos of just a like, yeah, picture of the car and the na- just all these noun like, le chat, cat. <laughs> Le cheval, a horse. <laughs> Just all these popping up like buzz cards. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, so um, the priest, French Tom Hardy, starts berating Lelun. Mm. And she, in a very French manner, starts tearing up and looking all despondent and sad. And he gets up and comes back. And then he like tussles her hair. Like, no, doesn't tussle her hair. He like flicks her hair mm. in that kind of like. I know we just met two hours ago, but you're really cute, and I'm thinking maybe we should like hook up later, kind of way. And just and she like looks all hopeful, and we're like, oh, she's you know the priest days are numbered because there's no way she's not bagging him like in the next five minutes. Yeah. From there, did they go? Was no, that wasn't the motorcycle yet. Where did they go from there? Was she? Did she go back to her studio? See, these things that, like, just, like, there's no story. They just can't... Who knows? I don't pay attention. Anyway, from that point, something happened with somebody. I think at that point, they did get on the motorcycle. I think from that, they then got on the motorcycle. No, 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 no. no. She was... She got in the tub at home. And uh, got the phone call. Uh, and then she came to him, uh, and they got on the motorcycle. That's right. Oh, okay. So something happened. She was... was what, did it... Did they show her in the art studio? You're talking about the size of the canvases and the paintings. 
Or was that later? That was later. No, no, yeah, that, that was later. Hmm. So, something... Oh, no, no, that's right. Dried salmon comes out of, like, the side room yeah. and storms out of the apartment. And the priest goes running after him and he stops him on the street. Yeah. And they have the chat conversation. You're, like, throwing the crossword puzzle words. <laughs> uh, uh, black. Uh, woman. Black woman. Sure. Woman. Yeah. Black. Shoe. Black. Shoe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay. And from the gist of it, He's apologizing to Dried Salmon. Dried Salmon, for some reason, is his, like, assistant. It's almost like, shall I strike him, sir? What? Oh, yeah, strike him, what we? I mean, it's kind of like, that's his assistant there. Yeah. And then he goes back and talks to Lelune, I think. And then she goes home. And she goes... Um, and you see her getting into a tub. And of course, we're like, ooh, it's a French movie, maybe. Mm. Oh, she's, she's staring in a mirror for a long time at first. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's a weird, weird piece of... I don't know who decorated this bathroom, but it was like really weird. It was just a circular mirror. Mm. And then there was this like semi-Jedi lightsaber slash dildo yeah. light bulb that was like literally like just like a little tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Almost looking like an apostrophe, like someone, like an old typewriter. Someone brought the apostrophe way down, and now it's crossing the O. It, it, it yeah, was bizarre. It was, call me old-fashioned, but I like to know if I'm in a bathroom that I'm in a bathroom. <laughs> like at least because you know what it's like when you go to a stranger's house and you don't know where the bathroom is. You're just looking indoors, and you go, "Oh, this is obviously a bathroom because it's a bathroom." Right. But this is like one of those <laughs> chic bathrooms where, like, it's just like a carpeted room <laughs> with curtains that happens to have right. like facilities in the middle of the room, just a tub in the room. <laughs> That's right. It was, you're it's, right. It's like, is this a bathroom? Oh no, this this must be the museum. This is the <laughs> what is this room? What is this room? This, yeah. This is obviously the dance hall. But why is a toilet in the middle of a dance hall? I don't <laughs> know. Yes. And yeah. then Laloon gets in her tub, and as she's getting in her tub, the the, the camera focuses in on her wrist. And you see a little scar going perpendicularly across her wrist, obviously implying to us that she's tried to kill herself. And maybe that's not why very she's hard though, because it was only one scar. It was one and scar, and it was in the wrong direction. Wrong not direction. that I'm encouraging anyone to arm themselves. No, but but yeah. So and then she's in in the tub, and her phone buzzes and rings, and she looks, and there's a name and a number, and then they show her. She gets up out, of, and she's walking. No, then the cameras on, they show the priest, Mm. and he's packing a bag, and he has a motorcycle. So like, oh, he's a young priest, he's tall, he's slim. He's a cool priest, too, obviously, because he has a motorbike. Yep. It looked like he was a Beamer, too, by by the looks of it. They never showed it, because Mm -hmm. I guess they weren't doing product placement. But anyway, so she gets, and again, you're like throwing in, it's like, oh, I think she said, I've never been, I've been on bikes before. Yeah, he made some comment about like, he was telling her about the bike or whatever, like, oh, here's your helmet, you need it. And then she was like, oh, this is not the first time I've been on a bike. Uh, she was like, oh, le, 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 le bicyclette, la première, um, uh, je suis en bicyclette en uh, Espagne, non première. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, they were not speaking like that in the movie. Because <laughs> that scene would have taken three hours. <laughs> that, that was the special ed version of that movie. <laughs> 
they were doing French sign language with their feet. That's why it took so long. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So they get on the motorcycle and they just go down some highway and then they end up and they, they show up in like uh, uh, oh, first they show up on a street somewhere with mm. like hookers and a transvestite hooker. Oh yeah. And one hooker singing and there's a transvestite hooker and, and I was just like, oh, is he a priest or he's a pimp? I'm not sure. And you actually say, I think she said something about a pimp, and that's an address for the pimp. And I'm like, oh, he's going to intervene with the pimp. We'll come back to that yeah. pimp comment later. Yeah. <laughs> and so he goes, and we're like, okay, he's the cool priest. He's obviously the guy that's trying to save the world person by person. Yeah. And and it's hilarious. So it was there's one, there was a, 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 a black uh, hooker. Well, this scene. is already now. This makes sense. This is the whole thing is leading up to. This is like he's just living a Jesus life. Yeah, she's Mary Madeline. Uh, Pretty much, most salmon is going to be Judas. No, Sam, I, I think salmon is, is John. That oh. washes feet. Okay, yeah, because he hangs with Magdalene. But you're right. He's no. Which one of the apostles didn't like Mary Magdalene, or what, did all of them well, like her? No, I don't. Not a lot. Well, Judas didn't. He was a big one, but he didn't like a lot. He didn't like most things. That was his thing. But he didn't like her. <laughs> was that his thing? That was his thing. He, yeah. No, no, no. Wasn't a fan. Okay. Well, um, right. So he's... My so, thinking, I say that because I feel like he's going to betray him. He's going to go off and do oh, something Sam stupid. Oh, Sam is going to like rat him out to the church authorities. Yeah. And he gets laid mm-hmm. by uh, Lelune. Yeah. And then oh, regret man. it and kill himself at the end. Full Judas. Dude, we didn't even go through the movie. I mean, that <laughs> you just finished what's going on here, man. I mean, what the fuck? Come on, guy. <laughs> See, I, this is where school has paid off. French and RE, religious education, is just all clicked into point. My religious crossword is coming to one. We have like another half an hour of show left, and you just yeah. like saw the whole show. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good... That's a very good... That, that's goddamn. That's <laughs> talk about been freaking reading into the script, man. That was oh, fantastic. Yeah. You called me Sherlock. That was brilliant. <laughs> so anyway, they go for so it's hilarious. So 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 the uh, 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 the African hooker is singing, and the priest is basically saying like, "Oh, she's marvelous!" Like all smiley. And well, then she's talks, not going to get many clients because it, no, no, you're no, going clients, to get because it was it was it was it was the African girl. And then there was like a woman who looked to be like she was 58 and she was a hooker. And then the transvestite dude. And the transvestite hooker, there wasn't even like, you know, because when you go to the city and a lot of the guys dress up so nice that you're like, damn, that's really... And then you're like, oh, wait, those arms are just a little bit too long. Or like... That's one vascular lady. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's like the feet are really long there. I don't know about that. Right. (laughs) This guy, none of that. He looked like me in drag. And I've dressed (laughs) in drag a few times. And let me tell you something. Awful. I mean, this is just somewhere I have pictures to prove it to. Anyway, so he talks to the priest. The priest says something, and then he gives them like a benediction, mm. right? He's like, "God bless you," and the hookers all cross themselves and like, "Thank you, Sir Hardy," whatever mm. his name is. They get back on the motorcycle and they go off somewhere else again, and they end up like in a homeless camp somewhere mm. in. I'm assuming this was in Paris because it was a big city. Did, did they ever show, like, any of the sites that we know for sure? Did they show, like, the Eiffel Tower they or the Notre Dame? They showed a wheel. Which, like, like, made me think of London. Yeah, not of like the London Eye. Yeah. Which I'm almost certain 
Paris does not have a wheel because it wouldn't make sense for them to have a wheel. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking it's not Paris. I'm thinking Maybe it's... Maybe Nice? No. Perhaps but nice. Was it coastal? It well, there was a like river, was a which is like Paris. There was a river because that's it was by the river, like London, the, the, the wheel. Um, wheel... Was it Nantes? France. Maybe. Hmm. It's, I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway. Anyway, point is, so they end up in a homeless uh, camp, and there's an old guy who looked like to be in a wheelchair. For oh, a second, it is Paris. It is Paris. So they have a wheel. They're, yeah, the the Rue de Paris, and in, in, that's what it was. It was that? Oh yeah, that's exactly what it was. Absolutely. I, I haven't of, seen that. The, I've been to Paris. I've not seen it. The street of Paris in Paris. Have you been to the Rue La Mer, like in uh, history of the world? The Rue de Mer. Oh wait a second, the road of shit. <laughs> you don't see the history of the world? No. You're kidding? No. You've never seen history of the world? No. Dude, go home tonight and watch history of the world. Mel okay. Brooks' history of the world part no. one? You've never seen it? No. Oh, you have to go home and watch it then tonight. Because it is hilarious. That's like one of the Mel Brooks classics. That's right up there with Blazing Saddles. History of the world. In fact, Annie's favorite like dance number is in that movie. Mm. The Inquisition. They have a dance number about the Inquisition. <laughs> but anyway, so they end up in this homeless camp, and there's a guy like in a wheelchair, and he turns to the priest, and he's like, oh, who is this? And he says, oh, this is, uh, I don't know, my bitch, uh, whatever. And she gives him a dull man a kiss on the cheek, and I said he looked like a Peter Dinklage in, like, gray-haired wig or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't quite sure if he was a little person or not. And yeah. then there was like an Asian fellow walks out and he says hi to the priest. And obviously the priest is known in all these, uh, for lack of a better phrase, lower lower class people, right? He, he knows the... The leper colonies. The... He, right, right. He knows the homeless. He's obviously, like we said, he's doing the Jesus life, you know. It, it would have been awesome if he had like Depeche Mode on repeat on the bike. Uh, uh, reach out and touch faith, yeah. personal Jesus kind of thing going on. But anyway, so from there, where did they go? Did it go back to the church? The next day? The next day she was painting. No, no. Then they show her. She goes home. Yeah. And there's a woman sleeping on the couch. And that's oh. her roommate, or we think. And they're getting very touchy-feely. The roommate's talking to her like, and like you said, it's very, very, very intimate, mm-hmm. their exchange, right? And they're kind of, and she's not, Laloon is not saying much, but her roommate is kind of like talking and pretty much to the gist of like, where have you been? And I've missed you. And I'm sorry we argued earlier. And, you know, let's cozy up together, whatever. And Laloon wants no part of it. And she leaves. Yeah. So then she goes to see the priest. And the priest is for some reason now having lunch with two nuns. And it's an older nun, who's obviously the mother superior for the church, or that's my guess. And there's a young nun, and she's Sophie, because they said Sophie like 30 times. And Sophie is all excited. She must have made the soup, and she's excited to have the priest taste the Oh, they said Sophie? Sophie, yeah. They said Sophie like 10 times. Did did you miss that? I thought they were saying... Shoe polish was probably throwing you off. Well, fee in French is girl. And I, every time oh. I heard fee, I thought they were saying girl. Oh, maybe they were. But to me, it sounded like they said Sophie. Oh, I thought they just kept referring to a girl. Oh. Which well, is fee. So they show him with the nuns. 
and uh, it and it very much looked like the young nun was crushing on the priest, right? Like she had a big crush on the yeah. priest. And then they go back to Le Lune, mm. and she's trying to go into the priest's apartment, and salmon, dried salmon, salmon jerky comes out. Let's call him salmon jerky. <laughs> that's probably the best description. Salmon jerky comes out, and she says, I'm going to drop... And she has a painting that she made for the priest mm. she, that she painted in the studio. She's a painter. I don't know if we actually mentioned that at all yet. No, oh, but she's French, though. She's, well, I mean, it, you know. well, the last woman was a pianist, and this one... French women obviously do not. That's why what's her face lost the election because you can't run the country if you're painting or playing the piano. No, right. So who who are you talking about? Marie Le Pen. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, she tries to push back past Simon. You talking about Hillary Clinton? I was like, what on earth? Are you, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> she was running for office in France. Yeah, and it didn't work there either. Damn it. No. Um, <laughs> which uh, you should see if you haven't seen it uh, uh, what's his face Ron Perlman was on Joy Reid's show and started basically talking like Trump talks he wasn't trying to do a Trump impression but just talking like Trump talks and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life I saw a quote of Ron Perlman today on Facebook I don't know where it came from it might have come from there maybe or just, no it was a tweet it was a tweet he put out saying that I I'm one of the few people that is 100% behind our president in his choice to go to war with North Korea. I don't think we should send any troops, but we should certainly let the president go to war with North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Lelun tries to push away past salmon jerky and he's having none of it. And he basically tells her off and basically says, you're not going to wet his noodle. I will wet his noodle before you do. And he chases her off. And she finds the priest in the church with the nuns. Yeah. And she comes in and he's kind of like feeling uncomfortable. And the older nun is kind of like, almost like, I don't, he's too nice of a boy. I don't think he slept with her, mm. but there's definitely conflicting emotions here. Mm -hmm. And Lelune says she's going to leave, but the nun says, nonsense, we'll have Sophie look after you. Nonsense. Nonsense. So she says, Oh, we will take care of you, don't worry about it. And that's like 20 minutes. <laughs> Literally nothing. Yeah, happened. That's what happened. Nothing happened in 20 minutes. Oh, we missed we went we went to uh we went to uh a manly prostitute's house for, for Oh tea that's time. right, that's right, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. They went to the tranny's uh, house. And I'm not sure who those people were because you look like none of them. Uh, that was her parents. That no, one. that wasn't her parents. Yeah. Because they had the two little boys, the two little kids. It was like a boy and a girl. They weren't old enough to be that tranny's parents. If they were, that was horrible casting. Because that tranny looked to be older than me. <laughs> no, I think that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, that tranny was like... 48 if a day. There's no <laughs> way that tranny would... <laughs> I don't know if France, like, you know, they hit puberty and then suddenly it's like, oh, oh my God. It's so like, you could go is... one of two ways. Mime or transvestite. <laughs> so what you're saying, tranny is smoked trout. Well, salmon jerky was... Okay. You tell, maybe that's what she did one day. She was doing her normal job as a mime. He was doing his job as a mime. A French clown doing a mime and just like... Ooh, 
Maybe if I cut down, maybe a little more of the rouge, a little less yeah, of the white in there. Ooh, I look pretty. Nice, these skirts, they hug the body so nice. Oh, I am trapped in a glass case of confusion, <laughs> sexual identity. Oh, get me out. I cannot escape. I am trying to pull the rope. I cannot find my way back to the life I knew. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's going to turn into a miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear the tranny sing? <laughs> singing the songs of tranny men. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's right. We missed that part. The priest went with Lelun. I don't know why she's there with him. But they went to the tranny's house. And there was a couple there. Obviously married. And they were uncomfortable with the tranny. And the tranny was uncomfortable with them. And I, I'm guessing the tranny was the guy's brother. Uh, maybe. And it was like his only family left. Ah, perhaps. Now, the wife had the most ridiculous haircut. She looked like she was either Helena Bonham Carter in some Elizabethan or Victorian like period piece because she had the bangs cut and her forehead was higher than either of ours' foreheads. And yeah. It was just like, whoa, what, did you get scalped? What happened? I mean, it was just really... It was very strange. It was very just weird look. It was just like, wow, how did you like manage to have sex with her not once but twice because you had two kids there? That's... Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So they tried to fix that up. Well, once from once from behind. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> nice. Once because he just really uh, needed to, uh, and the second time from behind, and then. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, mademoiselle, let me look at this pillow. Can you observe the pillow for me, please? <laughs> so. Okay, so yeah, that's the only part we missed. <laughs> We're a very <laughs> feminist podcast, I've noticed that as well. We are We're very, very progressive. Very, very. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's the only thing we missed in these 20 minutes. And like I said, you already like finished it off. What's his face? Uh, yeah. She was going to sleep with him and Sam and Jerky was going to kill himself. Let's let's see if I can find. I was gonna say, see if you can find anything on IMDb about the Man Eater. Uh, it, it, it was it got released this year, right? Wasn't um, that one? This, that's the one we saw that was this year, twenty seventeen. Sure. Man, yeah, French, French movie Man Eater. It's been like a hundred films all called Man Eater. Oh boy, twenty seventeen. The Manta Religious. What? That's interesting. In French, it's called Le Mante Religieuse. The religious man? No, not a religious man. The Mante is a man. Mante, I don't know what Mante means. Something religious. The religious something. Okay. Hmm, interesting. Let's see. If okay. We find Le Mante Religieuse. Well, anyway, yeah, so while Sean's looking that up, 20 minutes, literally nothing happened, and like you said, like you brought up, like, okay, so the hook is supposed to be in here somewhere. Mm. We're supposed to be the approaching, because we're 54 minutes in of an 88-minute movie, and somewhere along the story arc, and for most people that don't know the story arc, the story arc is the beginning, then you have your inciting incident in a storyline, and next thing you know is the point of no return, and then it goes up to the climax, or the main event, and after that is the... Uh, uh, end of the movie, right? The finish, the denouement, whatever. So that's the simple version of pretty much every storyline in any story ever. 
Yes. There can be some variations, but that's really the breakdown. Mm-hmm. So we are 54 minutes in of an 88-minute movie. So we've got literally a half an hour left. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened in these 20 minutes. And like you said, so the first half hour was the lead up to this. It was a lead up to nothing happening for 20 minutes. I don't... This is, this is possibly the most French movie I've ever seen in my life. It was very, very, very French. I mean, um, Cruel, was, Cruel was actually interesting. Because he was like, it a, was. It was actually a good film. I've been meaning. I, I think I actually want to watch that. Because it's, he was, he was just a you know a psychotic character, and to see him, and like we said, the whole thing with the love and the prisoner and the chef Boyardee was just that one was that one had more a lot more of a plot than this one had. This one just had priest trying to help everybody he can, including Laloon. Mm-hmm. Laloon obviously trying to get into the priest pants and. The biggest barrier for her getting into the priest pants is salmon jerky. Yes. And nothing else happened. And I, I think your explanation that, you know, she's going to get laid and salmon jerky is going to be distraught and kill himself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's what's going to go on there, yeah. Uh, Christian undertones, blah, 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 Mary Magdalene. I'm trying to see what happens in this. <laughs> oh, you found the page, actually? I'm trying. It's very, there were not many. So it's better than Subot, is what you're saying, in terms of information. Subot was way more entertaining than this, man. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. Oh my god, what the fuck? What? And and her want to get into bed. There's some very interesting things happening in this film. Uh, okay. Man, she does not want to learn. Missing bees needs character. Oh, what? Uh, what? What? <laughs> uh, this doesn't. What's going on? This is very, very confusing. Okay, what, what's the description say for the movie? Um, it says it's a thriller, right? Yeah. And there's zero thrill, unless you count the motorcycle ride. Oh my god! It sounds like basically. So she go starts off and she's at a funeral of a, a father or friend. I can't remember. At the beginning, and she's in turmoil, and she's an artist, and she's oh so emotional, and right. then she sees the priest at the funeral okay. and falls for him, and that's the priest. Okay, and starts a relationship with him. She talks to him about how she's you know conflicted. She's an artist, struggled. She's sinful. She has these dark things, and he takes it upon himself to try and save her because uh, right. he is, that's, that's what, what he does. Sure. Okay, yeah. and she's wants to fuck him, and and he's you know <laughs> the whole time basically she just wants to be with him, and she's like oh, and she's struggling with her own religious idea, like you know she's religious historically, but you know she feels bad about it, and she's like oh, it's and it basically the it's, whole film, yeah, the whole film is no one has sex with anyone. She feels really bad about yeah, it. When we were fast forwarding, there was a sex scene with her and her roommate. Oh, when we were fast forwarding, remember? Because all of a sudden it was just like a blip, and of course, mm. like the, being the progressive okay. that we are, we noticed yeah. that right away. Well, not with him though. No, no, no. It was There's like, nothing happening. Girl, girl action. Apparently, yeah, sure. the film ends after some kind of like reconciliation of the fact that she will not end up with him or sleep with him. She okay. was bad about it. The film ends uh-huh. with her sitting alone, like cross-legged in a room, pouring hot wax over herself, <laughs> and it says as perhaps like a punishment for her sins, like a sort of a flagellation act of something. And that's how it ends. That doesn't sound like much of a punishment. I mean, it sounds like Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how much of a punishment that is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. Apparently that's how it ends. So, all right, folks. So, if you really have absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> and by that means every other title on Netflix isn't loading. <laughs> every other If you have absolutely nothing to do. You've seen Boys Over Flowers 17 Boys times. Boys Over Flowers is way better than this. And, uh, <laughs> Unriddle is way better than this because Unriddle at least had action happening. Yeah, really bad action and horrible sound, but Unriddle was. But this, this might be the worst one. It's funny because we always come up on certain things that we're like, yeah. "This is easily the worst." Yeah. Oh no, I don't know. I might still watch this over Exeter. Oh, Exeter was pretty terrible. <laughs> Exeter was terrible. Exeter was. Exeter was such gar- like we said that was a drunken producer giving a frat house stoned after a party the what because the, what makes Exeter the worst is there's an agenda somewhere yeah. somewhere there's an agenda <laughs> right a lot of these terrible films I believe 100% the creators behind it believe they're doing something great and they really there's love somewhere like, even this I'm like the super French director it's not his fault he's just French <laughs> he's just that's French. his issue <laughs> that's it whereas yeah like extra just there is an agenda there there is someone who's trying to get something for nothing there is a yeah no yeah this uh whoo yeah so the man eater useless bad yeah i mean they said thriller and it's just not Mm, no. no 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 it was ultimately french very because French. Th- there's a lot of cigarette smoking and there's mm. a lot of talking yeah. and there's not a whole lot of anything going on. No. Right. No, nothing much happened. Like I said, the, the most action was them riding on the motorcycle. Yeah. And Sam and Jerky confronting her before they like she like when she tried to muscle her way in with her painting. And that was it. Like, it's so French that never before would I think I was just begging for like an American tourist to just come in one scene <laughs> just to line it up. Chevy so, Chase. Someone would be like, hey! <laughs> be like, just watch all the French you people. Might, you might take a of me and my wife. <laughs> yeah, all the French people just scuttle like cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so Maneater was an absolute waste of time. However, <laughs> our food and drinks weren't. So now that we've been enjoying our big steins of first session, mm-hmm. uh, zero to five, my friend, what do you give uh, first session from first session. the elementary? What I, do you think? Let me see. What uh, give, give, it, give it a sip. Get it, get it in there and mm-hmm. tell me what you think. Um, give it a nice little description too. and I mean, it's, it's very citrusy. It is very citrusy. It's a nice summer beer. I'll say that. It is a nice summer beer. It's light. It's, um, it's fresh. Slightly fresh. It's a little bit hoppy, mm-hmm. so it's not. It's, it's, it, it's. I mean, it's full of. It's, it's full of flavor. It's really nice. I would give. I would give first session. I would say, taking everything into consideration, it's real nice. It's crisp. It's fresh. It's it's citrusy. It's light. Good carbonation. Very rich flavor. I I give it a solid like four four one. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'd say. Interesting. I I would say three point nine. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's three point nine. Fair. Which is uh, the, yeah similar to yours. Only a little less just because I I I like IPA. It's usually my go to. So I drink a lot of IPA. Uh-huh. So then the problem is I've almost my palate has become almost like immune to immune to IPAs. To IPAs now to the point where like it has to really be. Either one I drink a lot, 
or something really different to make me remember it. Right. But I, I won't remember how this tastes in a couple of weeks because right. it, 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 I mean, it's good. It's nice. It's very nice. Yes. But yeah. it, it, well, that's the thing. Like, there are so many IPAs on the market. Like yeah. almost everybody exclusively makes an IPA. Yeah. And th- there is an issue with that. So I'm, you know, I, I, I look forward to like future episodes when we get to drink porters, for example. Yes. Well, the cold weather like will be approaching and that's going to happen. And, um, and, and, you know, those sorts of drinks where it's easier to remember because like I say, IPAs are everywhere. So yeah. 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 Well, I, that's that's fair. And now for um, the white mana double cheeseburgers that we both had with onions. Mm. What did you think? As always, this is not the first time I've had white mana. It will not be the last time I have white mana. Oh, okay. So you've had it before. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, several times. I, 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 see, I thought I was surprising you. No, you, you weren't. Um, but I, 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 it's funny I didn't even mention it. I was like, no, I've had white mana a whole bunch of times. Okay. Um, and... I love White Manor. Yes. It's, it's fantastic. Very, very good. Very good. Um, it, it, for, to describe for people who don't know, White Manor is, I should say, the urban legend, I don't know how true it is or isn't, urban legend is that White Castle actually got their ideas from White Manor. Which makes sense. Because of the name and everything, right. And because they're these little square hamburgers, they're basically sliders. And they, they, yeah. White Man, again, White Manor has been in Hackensack since the 1920s. So I don't know how much more original you can get than that, you know. I I'm a big fan. I like it a lot. I for me, it's like a combo. The burgers to me, they're like a combination between White Castle and like uh, Five Guys or something. Because they yeah, they're small like uh, White Castle, and you can eat a lot of them. Yes. And they're juicy and yes. you know whatever. But they also unlike White Castle, where they're great, but it's just kind of like mush. I feel yes. like thirty percent of the burger is like paper right. or something because it's just like. It no, these are nice and beefy and flavorful. It's beefy and flavorful. There's yeah. a real, and you can see the way they make it. Like you know, it's you'd see it. It's on the griddle, and it's there's no fancy tricks. There's no yeah. little white castle little pots they put over to steam no, it. No, right, it's just right. There's no there's, there's no like special sauce or anything. It's just like no. beef onions. You want ketchup or mustard on the thing? No, good. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. And it's um, and that's really the secret of the place. It's tiny. You stand there, and there's. It's, you know, it's... If there's 12 people in there, you can barely move. Yeah, exactly. And, right. and, but the way it works is just... And they and never have more than two people working there. No. But, and it's because all they make is the burgers. And they're just constantly making burgers. Bang, yes. bang, bang, yes. bang, bang. And all they have to do is remember the decimal. They have to remember just the amount of... People, <laughs> burgers uh, that people burger are getting, yeah. Are you getting a single or a double? Cheese or no cheese? That's all they have yeah. to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, right. There's not like there's tons of choices. Actually, no, they have the steak and cheese apparently they have now. Steak and cheese. Yeah, there was one of our choices was oh, steak and cheese. I didn't see that. And, they, uh, and apparently they're doing breakfast sandwiches now too, which surprised me. Oh, I me. noticed that. Yeah, I noticed that. So yeah, that was kind of like, yeah. what? But, but anyway, they're delicious. Um, in terms of a quick, like, get a bag, you know, you're hanging out with your friends or you have a quick party, you want to, mm. like, to bring these to a party, like, you, you're meeting with friends and you can do board games or something like that and bring a bag of these guys. It's just as good as bringing a couple of like really delicious pizza pies or something. It's it's. Oh yeah, in terms of like, in terms of just, they're put in front of me and like I know where they've come from, and you know we're eating them in the moment. There's a big bag of them for me. It's like a four point seven. Yes. I say. Yeah. But for, when when I add everything in, I mean, add in the fact that I go there, it's busy, yeah. and I, it, I I spend forever waiting in there. And then I get them, and then by the time I get them home, and they're not as hot, and etc. etc. And I, we didn't get fries, although I, no. I'm not a fan of their fries anyway. 
Yeah, the fries are standard, like frozen. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it is. Frozen fries. Um, And, um, but when you add all that stuff in, the extra little, like, eh, niggly things, then it evens out for me more like a 4.5 or like a something like that. That's, I I mean, 4.5 to me is fair. Uh, I I was going to say 4.5 because, like you said, now, that's the whole thing, especially with our food reviews. Mm. You have to take this with a grain of salt because we're either having it delivered or we're going to the place, picking it up and bringing it back. Mm. So it's that whole, tra- like, how well does it travel? Yeah. And we, we've mentioned a couple of times with the fries in particular. Yeah. Like, I forget, was it, uh, I think it was uh, Pancho's Burritos. We had the, like, spicy fries, mm. which were fantastic. Yeah. Like, flavor was out of this world. But because they traveled in the bag, they were kind of soggy. It was just like, I bet if we just sat at the table and had the fries fresh out of the kitchen, there would be like a five, you know, because they were just like perfectly seasoned. They were fantastic. So that's the detriment to doing this. Maybe one day someday somebody's going to invite us to the restaurant so we can do the show in the restaurant and we'll get fresh food. (laughs) Wishful thinking. That would be nice. That would be nice. But all right. So you got a 4.5 for the burgers, the white man burgers. Yeah. Yep. And I did a 4.5 as well. I think that's a fair grade. So, but there we go, folks. That's uh, episode 15. Uh, the Maneater, Useless. Uh, and then I, first session IPA from the elementary. Sean gave it a 3.9. I gave it a 4.1. And the White Man of Burgers, 4.5 across the board. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, pretty much it in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. And see you next time at What's Going On Here. See ya.